What's up, humans? Welcome back to the Human Music Podcast. I'm Luke Rain, and this is episode 80 Having Fun with Music Production. We got a question from our human, Slapsilla, over on YouTube asking what we do to have fun with music. Turns out it also made us think about how we could be having more fun, too. We touched on how it's okay that production's not always fun, building musical friendships and community, jamming with friends, musical multitasking, leveling up production like a video game, doing mashups and remixes, the fun of completing tasks, and much more. It's a great episode. Uh, the song of the week is one we talk about a bit on this episode called Thank You Reality by Rave Gravy, which is a dojo supergroup. Uh, that's me and Rip Kenny and Nintendo and Shoes. We made a bunch of songs uh, out at uh, out when we were touring through Montana. And uh, this is the one that's been released so far. That one. Thank you, Reality. You're hearing it behind me. Please go stream that. Buy it if you like it for your DJ sets. And uh, go ahead while you're down there looking at those links. Support our sponsors. The Breakthrough Workshop, which is Ill Gates' guide to having a breakthrough on your path to becoming a music producer. And... You know, once you've had some breakthroughs, music gets a lot more fun, right? And the weekly download where you can learn from Ill Gates and his private weekly group lessons and get access to over 250 more episodes in the archive for just 20 bucks a month. And guest practices where you can learn from Seth Drake at the Approach Institute. He's the best engineer we know, and your first class over there is free. You hit up our website, thehumanmusicpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at humanmusicpod or on other socials at The Human Music Podcast. All right, without further ado, let's get on into the episode, humans. Hello, people of Earth. This is Tesco with Rip Kenny and Trap Jesus, and you're listening to The uh, Human Music Podcast. Woo! Hmm, Human Music Podcast. I like it. All right, humans. Welcome back to the Human Music Podcast. Yo, it's Luke Rain. We got Tesco. What's up, Tesco? Yo, 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 yo. We got Rip Kenny in the building. A building, not this building. We record in different buildings. I'm in a structure. (laughs) <laughs> you built it it's a building it's a sick I mean, structure you got there <laughs> you know yeah it's important to have good structure in your life you, it keeps true. you dry like good keeps your mod technology. gear dry for sure it's wholesome yeah your euro rack mm-hmm. shit needs to be dry man mm-hmm. your patch cables look like make a mad it, scientist's head gonna make it so dry for you bro every time I use this thing I run out of cables and I like bought <laughs> 10 more the other day like if that doesn't explain to you why my shit takes forever, I don't know what will. Yeah, that's funny. That and maxing out you. serum modulations. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's stimulants and more, one. more. That's a big one. That's a gimme, big gimme. One. I want all yeah. the mod. But yeah, today we're gonna we talking be about? talking uh, based on a question we got from Slapsilla. Shouts to Slapsilla, the question king. Um, True. Slap asks, what does your guys' production look like when your only goal is to have fun? Or in other words, when you're not worried about releasing or completing music-related tasks, what are you doing when you simply want to have fun and enjoy the experience? Uh, and it seemed like all our first, you know, first 
instincts was like, I feel attacked. What do you mean have fun? I can have fun. I just, I'm busy. <laughs> There's so much it's, to do. I got to complete shit. You mean it's supposed to be fun sometime other than when it sounds sick? Like, like when it sucks, like, how is that? Is it possible? Is it possible to make something that's not tickling your ears and have fun? What? Yeah, honestly, I really like that one quote where uh, I can't remember who said it, but he's like, if it doesn't come bursting out of you, don't do it. <laughs> he's like, he was like a kid asked him advice on how to be a writer. And he's like, if you don't have to do it, don't do it. Yeah. That's re- honestly great advice. <laughs> honestly, yeah. great advice. The advice there are a lot I of got. moments where you're like, this is not that fun, but yeah. it's kind of fun how unfun it is. Yeah, I mean, it's like going on a like an epic journey. There's going to be like hard-ass parts, you know? Yeah. But like, it's still worth yeah. the journey. And it's fun totally. to dedicate yourself to a skill, right? It's intrinsically motivating, especially something where you're creating. You're like adding to the world rather than like consuming. Like when you watch TV, you know, you feel... You feel less good about yourself afterwards, but when you made music, you feel better about yourself, right? It's like the you're bringing stuff into the universe rather than just like consuming it. Feels good. Feels mm-hmm. good, yeah. man. You know, maybe not feels everybody good, feels man. that way either, but I think that's like part of what attributes to that feeling of like if you don't have to do it, don't do it. And I'm sure uh, we've talked about this before. I'm sure you guys would agree that like you get a kind of uneasiness when you go a couple days, a week two weeks especially you start to really get an itch like like man i need to i need to get something out like i need to just create something you start feeling bad i think it's like kind of like an addiction almost more so sometimes or like i hate to uh make all these negative uh connotations and associations with uh music production but a lot of the times it does feel like we have to yeah, I'm pretty yeah, addicted. Yeah, like a drinking. vampire needs blood. Like, if, right? Yeah, that's what, that's the like vibe that. we were trying. To, I need you know? to just exsanguinate <laughs> the music out of the out of the universe. That's yeah. I mean, that's my it, goal. It's my it's sustenance. It's just very, very strongly intrinsically motivating. Right? I mm-hmm. think that's probably the most wholesome way to put it. Yeah. You you want to do it because you really do just want to do it. You know, it's not. There's no external motivation. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because on the one hand, yeah, like you, if you really want to make a go at being a musician, you have to make peace with the fact that sometimes it's not going to be that fun, but you're not going to quit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But also, I think this is a good wake up call for all of us to be like, okay, remember how they call it playing music, not working (sighs) music, not pulling my hair out of music. Mm. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Right, playing that, that part. And so, like, uh, the other day, I got the opportunity to teach my cousin's 10-year-old kid his first production lesson. He came over here. Shouts out to Benicio. He came over here hey, with his dad, Dave, Benicio. who actually maybe just brought me this sweet painting for the YouTube folks. Mm. Dope. Go check out the YouTube if you want to see this cool That's ass sick. painting Dude, that of a pigeon with four faces. <laughs> Woo! And the colors are sick, too. right? Super dope. Shouts out to Dito Brixen, the the uh, the author. Uh, he's on Instagram at Dito Brixen. Super dope. Um, but yeah, 
uh, they came over and Benicio was so excited to be here. Like mm. so excited just to be learning. And I like, it reminded me of how exciting it is to even have the opportunity to do this, like to have all these yeah. programs and this computer and all this like magic stuff that like, not only not everybody has the opportunity to have, but like at no other time in history, did anybody have the opportunity to do this kind of cool shit either. So yeah. remember yeah. to be like really grateful. And then he was having so much fun. Like we're like playing his favorite songs from his favorite video games off his iPad. And then like doing little arrangement exercise. Like, okay, this is how we like, let's figure out how that melody goes. Oh, does that sound right? Ooh, not quite. Do we need to like move one of the notes? Which ones, you know? And then, okay, what happens if you move the snare over? What happens if you move the kick over? What rhythm does that make? And he was just so excited to be a part of the process and having so much fun with it that had me having so much fun just doing the fundamentals of music production that I normally just breeze through and kind of ignore. And reminded me, like, it's time to have fun with music. Like, if it's not fun, what's the point? If it's not ever fun, what's the point? You know, it's not all suffering. It's not all suffering and pain to be an artist. It's also super fun. Damn. Yeah. Honestly, those are those are the best writing sessions that make the best music. Like not all of it is fun in a good writing session, but like there's consistent moments, maybe like 2 hours apart, maybe 30 minutes apart, maybe 4 hours apart. Who knows? But there are Seven consistent minutes max moments where I quit music forever. <laughs> along that journey of making that song that are like truly fun cuz you like stumble on something and you like get stoked on it and yeah. That's it happens more often the more time you put into the to building the skill. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it's the best part. You know, that's why you come back, that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. It's like um, you know, people that do like long distance running and stuff. If mm. you ask them if what they do is fun, I feel like it would kind of be a similar answer in the sense that it's like yeah, it's fun because I like this thing and I get to show up every day and get better at it and immerse myself in the world that is this thing. Mm. But is long distance running fun? Well, I mean, you could probably, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you could probably equate the runner's high to like actually those few moments where you land on something sick and it's like an amazing moment in, in, sometimes right in the middle of a brutal stretch (laughs) my feet are bleeding my nipples are chafed but i i wrote a good baseline (laughs) i have i have some very interesting studio practices Uh, i haven't told you that is a that is a funny combination chafed nips (laughs) put band-aids on them though to so you know Damn, you're Smooth really going hard in the studio, eh? Yeah, if you I've want your shakers, nips, I don't think. If you want <laughs> your like shakers to sound just right, <laughs> you gotta rub them <laughs> until they're rough. Yeah, you know. Oh, that makes a lot of sense when my shakers don't slap like that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, go that get that tonight. spice it up percussion pack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the foley pack. Nipple fully. No nipples yeah. were chafed in the Need making afford, of this music. <laughs> Nip reconstruction <laughs> surgery for Luke. Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come um, on, come on, yeah. people. <laughs> like, um, so yeah. How do we have saying, fun? Talking about podcast has to be eh? fun too. Yeah. Man, one thing that's that really is helped actually with the really fun true. Aspect. Not taking it too serious. Yeah. 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 One thing that's really helped with the fun aspect is having outlets like this where we get to show up and 
do stuff that's music oriented, but not directly about music, connecting with people, like especially the older you get in life, it's harder to find the time to constantly connect with people. So any excuse to be both productive and connect with friends is awesome way to, you know, just stay on track and keep it moving. Um, since I've started doing more like commercial music, like hip hop and pop, just being able to like get my regular friends to come through and make music has been an amazing way to have fun. And then also with opening the studio, you know, working with other clients and stuff yeah. is pretty cool. But man, as far as my own stuff, it's maybe a handful of times throughout the year where I'm like, eh, I'm burnt out or eh, I want to write a metal track or something random. And I actually mm. give into that. But uh, man, I don't know. I hate to sound like, uh, you know, the dude with the stick of his butt. But uh, I fun is like 15th on my list of things to get done when I step into the studio, I hate to say. So it's like. I don't know. Honestly, the first time you read that comment out loud, it was just kind of funny to hear it because I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean, easy to deprioritize when you have like deadlines and goals and all that shit. But hmm. maybe, you know, maybe it should just like hop back up the list to like number one, like, you know, like. You know, not take yourself too seriously. Be down to like jam the goofy ditty on the guitar or, you know, just like kick with your friend that doesn't make music that often and just like freestyle rap with them hella bad. Like, you know, mm -hmm. shit like that. Like that shit's that shit can be amazing. Yeah, honestly, like like you said, both of you, like when you have your friends over and like just shitting around, like you make a rap beat and then all like do hooks and <laughs> verses and stuff, even if you like Every everyone in the crew, even if you're the the best rapper or the or the absolute worst, everyone still has fun. Yeah, and it's like just like yeah, like you said, a really fun experience. One other thing that uh, I found to be fun, like also in the in the spirit of like being productive, like like you just said, because I I I deal with the same shit, like. Like pr getting shit done that I know needs to get done for even if it's just working on a song, mixing it down, something that's not fun, like takes priority in in like, you know, in that world. Right. But one thing that I have found to be really fun is if you're like you're on the couch, like watching TV with your significant other or whatever, or even just hanging out by yourself and you and you find yourself starting to get a little disinterested, like pop open the laptop throw just one earbud in and like write a piano melody or something, you know, it's like, because you can just export that MIDI file to your desktop or if you, you know, use the same computer, even better. But like, it's just like an easy, like, because like you said, that thirst to like want to like produce sometimes just like hits you and it sounds more fun to sit there and give 60% of your attention to writing a piano thing and 40% to watching TV and, you know, otherwise not being productive it's just sounds better right it sounds like the better alternative yeah yeah that's huge man and uh we talked a bit about this before but uh i think that's one thing that definitely helps me not burn out and even though it's it's funny because when i think of writing sessions i don't think of fun per se as much as i love doing them um but 
when it comes to like days throughout the week or times when I don't have as much time to write, that is like such a good way to keep things fun and light and Mm. not too energy intensive and like really helps me not burn out and look forward more to the writing days when, you know, I can watch that show that I keep hearing about and I don't have to feel bad about taking time off or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, again, maybe people, some people don't have this feeling, but I personally feel really bad when I'm not doing shit. So my compromise is to find fun shit to do, like sound design, like sample organization, like making loops, all of that kind of easy, fun, creative stuff while I'm like, you know, watching something in the background, a movie, catching up on something, um, just pulling in inspiration from whatever cool show on Netflix, whether it's just through visuals or the story or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, It actually makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, I like, I like this combo of like multitasking at music and then like you're multitasking, watching TV and then like jamming on like simple to complete musical tasks where it's not like, okay, cool. I got a piano melody. Now I have a million steps before I can feel good about myself. It's like nope, yeah. just just piano melodies in MIDI, just MIDI files, or yeah. just finding, just pick a cool patch, write a line, export. Pick yeah. a cool patch, write a line, export. Because like that way, like you're you're setting yourself up for future success, so you get that serotonin hit mm-hmm. of like the nighttime session organization shit. You're actually writing, and you've set your goal small and incremental of doing the same task a bunch of times. So you get mm-hmm. that serotonin hit over and over and you get to watch that TV without the guilt hit of like, Oh man, I'm doing nothing but watching TV. Yeah. Although I don't know. I've been, I've been better at not beating myself up about that one. It's like, Nope, sometimes I need to get away from the computer and go on the couch. I've been mm-hmm. here for yeah. so long. I need to go over there real quick. I definitely feel like this year I've been letting up a bit more and feeling a bit more guilt-free about certain things like that. Um, But yeah, it definitely is a huge factor. Um, I think one thing too, maybe people might not relate with this as much if you're still in your first couple of years of making music. But, um, you know, I think we're all at the point where we've fully submitted to this in life and are fully invested in, you know, dedicating a lot of, time and energy and all that into making this come to fruition so it's like any little moment you can find that you can take advantage of is is a step closer to like achieving your vision so a, a huge part of what makes it fun is like the the setting up of like goals in the future that you want to accomplish and like seeing the bigger vision and breaking it down into steps and executing on those steps it makes it a lot more uh enticing to do like sound design while you're watching Mm -hmm. tv and to do all these other things instead of just straight up watching tv or straight up playing video games or whatever because now there's something deeper that's driving that When you do this thing, you will be able to do this thing, which means you're able to do this thing, which means you're able to do this thing. And that kind of chain, it's like, man, for for the gamers, right? It's like you do the side quest to unlock the next side quest, which unlocks 
this area, which unlocks this weapon. You can get to beat this boss here, which get, gets you access to this area. Blah, 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 blah. And then you get the cool armor set. And it's like, yeah, shout the, out Witcher the album. <laughs> shout out Witcher series, just dope in general. Yeah. But um, that the completion of the game basically is your album writing process or your whatever, whatever. And your skill trees like attack and defense and int and agility and all that is like your sound design and your arrangement and your blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like when you identify those weak areas, what do you do in the game? You grind on the enemies until you can get to where you're trying to get to. And it's like same with the production stuff. If you know, like, right, let's say RuneScape. Super used to fuck with RuneScape in the day. But what would I do oftentimes when training skills? It's like when I was a kid, I'd be watching some anime or something or I'd be watching something on TV and then chopping logs in the background or whatever. And you're just kind of (laughs) absentmindedly there while you're doing these tasks. And it's like, same with music, in a sense, obviously it's better if you're fully aware, but if you know that you need to write at least 500 more songs until you start creating something you're really proud of and you start getting closer to your sound and blah, 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 how is it any different than chopping 500 logs in RuneScape? It's like the same shit, like just get them out of the way. And even if you half-ass all of them, which I hope you don't. But even if you do, you'll still pick up a trick at least from each of those songs. And you don't think 500 realizations later that you're going to be a better artist and get closer to that bigger vision. Amen. So, I, I, But I think it all falls apart without the bigger vision. Like, Level what up. are you trying Level to up. do? Like, yeah, like, are you trying <laughs> to be a festival artist? Are you trying to just get on stage and rock crowds are you trying to change people's lives are you trying to make really in-depth kind of healing music blah 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 if you really define what your goals are in that sense then it'll be a lot more clear on why you should prioritize music over other tasks right right or you could just do it for fun or yeah don't listen to us crazy bunch (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like the dichotomy of that is not as strong as that statement presented, but it it is kind of like that. You know, it's like you 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 will know which side you're on. You just will. It's embedded in you. Either either you you feel the urge to pull that computer out and do and chop logs, <laughs> <laughs> or fucking or or you just pull that or you just do it. Chop your computer. Yeah, or I'm you, done. Or you just pull out the laptop to produce on occasion because it's fun, right? There's You'll know which one you are. Yeah. And yeah. Just because words. you're at one place doesn't mean you'll always be there either. Yeah, totally. Sometimes you'll be very chill about it, and then you'll get a bug up your butt and start ramping up, and all of a sudden you realize, damn, I've done this every day for a month. This is great. And other times, yeah. you'll do it every day for a month and realize that your priorities are not quite working out for you. And you know what? I need to take a break because I'm not having fun with this. Let me like stop and figure out which part of it I'm missing. And I'll go yeah. do that more because I'm not happy. Because honestly, like that's kind of where I ran into in like June. I was working so hard on this batch of songs that I kind of burnt myself out on them and writing. And I was like, you know what? Let me go do more fun shit. What, what do I actually want to do? I want to like practice DJing. I want to, yeah. you know, I, I want to do some other shit. And I took a little break from writing 
And then I started doing some other shit. And then now I'm back to writing and having a blast with it again because I took a little break, you know? So, you know, sometimes you just got to like go live outside a bit. We've we've talked about that on the podcast too. Like go live some life. You're feeling uninspired. Go live life and have fun outside the studio and bring that fun back. Go for a fucking hike. Yeah, Hug go a tree, get your bitch. trusty jar, capture some outside fun, and bring it back. Just go see some new shit. Just new stimuli, new new things to make better music. That's the way it works. That's <laughs> Again, science. it leads back to the music. Science. It's like science. everything you do in some way connects to the music. I'm going to go outside and have fun I mean, so that I can get samples for my next song. And I'm going to have friends so that I can network. And I'm going to release this music so that I can be happy and get on stage. It is fun at ver- at, on stage at it varying degrees and all of those, you know, like some of those are like, like 0.001%, but you know, mu- you know, if, if music is the center of your life, it finds a way into pretty much everything you think or do. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's very important to me. I'll say that definitely doesn't mean it needs to be for everybody but uh having a main center focus or whatever yeah is really um helpful for my sanity personally can imagine it being very helpful whatever it is whether you're into martial arts or collecting bugs and sticks yeah and stamps like just have something you're passionate about that you can bugs sticks and stamps that classic combo Well, you know, you need the stamps to stick the bug to the stick in your little terrarium. <laughs> just fold it in half and lick it and stick each one. Lifelike. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're into that shit, get all the little buggy boys. Yeah. So let's like, let's talk about some shit that has been fun for us lately. You know, even if it wasn't something we set out, it's like, oh, I'm going to go have fun right now. It's like when you have fun, like for me, Last night, I was adding some tracks to my DJ collection, and I was adding uh, Cryptochronica's song Kung Fu from the Kung Fu mm. Cypher, along with the rest of that EP, adding it to my collection and setting cue points. And I was listening, and I was like, ooh, ooh, I got an idea. And I uh-huh. went... <laughs> I went and I found everybody was Kung Fu fighting. I scoured <laughs> YouTube for the yeah. highest quality version and downloaded mm. it and uh, and ended up uh, making my first track in Ableton actually last night, which was funner than gang. I thought it would be. I just Welcome. I only had to I only had to Google a few how to do shits. Nice. <laughs> how the fuck do I get automation lanes? Oh, that was easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, that one button. Yeah, that one button. Uh, and uh, and ended up making it really cool and got to mess with, uh, I specifically opened it in Ableton so I could mess with repitch mode to like slow down the sample while I stretch it because it was like, uh, it was like 17 beats different BPM or something. I was like, yeah, I mm. think that's gonna, I think that's gonna give me some artifacts. Uh, but I had a blast doing it just because it was, way easier than writing a whole song just taking two songs that i already liked and being like okay cool yeah i'll use the intro and the chorus of this song and then make a little build up by chopping up elements of both songs and then drop into this sick ass drop that already exists and i don't have to do shit to and then make a little outro (laughs) stack of things it's been a few hours i'm like yeah i could probably play this out tomorrow 
Yeah. That was really fun. Yeah. That's fun. Dude, honestly, that re- that reminds me of when we were on tour in Montana with Shoes and Nintendo and we were making music that entire week. Like we would just if we had a show, we probably would wake up late the next day, but like every other waking hour we were spent in front of the computers having fun making music. Like we made four songs in like six days and like mastered them and played them at the last show, last two shows. Yeah. Of our thing. Um, yeah. Cause we made all of those in Bozeman before we went to Missoula or Symes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that shit was just fun, man. We like literally, we would just sit there and like take like probably 30 minute turns, like all four of us just sitting there, like actually paying attention and like giving suggestions and then like, you know, just other people were like playing on synths and stuff. Like Luke was over there on the keys, just busting out melodies. And I was on the back. I was in the back. I was like not paying attention at the time. I was like on my phone or something. And he plays something. And I look up from my phone and he's already looking straight at me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's the one. Uh, you know that's the one. It was that moment, and then the one where you looked up for your, your whatever you were working on. It was like, Luke, can you roll another J? And I turned around with one in my mouth with the lighter, like about to. Flick it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, I'm, I'm more on it than you know. Yeah, shouts to uh, the one of those four songs that's out already. Thank you, Reality by Rave Gravy that came out on Producer Dojo. On the on we the started an alias. Cipher. We 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 started an alias purely because we were so productive in making music and finishing it. We're like, okay, well now we have music to put out. We might as well come up with a name. Yep. And then COVID <laughs> happened, and we haven't been all in the same place since. Yep. I've seen I've seen Evan once, mm. and I've seen Spencer, I think twice, maybe three times since then. <laughs> you know, haven't haven't gotten out to Montana to see see Tyson yet. But shouts Tyson. Nintendo. No, we need him on this. Sh- we yeah, need we him, need on this him on the podcast. Yeah. Freaking sure. podcast. I feel like yeah. what's saying that? Like, what the f? Him and shoes. Dude, yeah, both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I talked to shoes about it the other day. He's super down. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So turns out mashups and remixes are fun. You get you know a lot more mileage out of them than you would like trying to push your original song for a lot less effort. Uh, mm. You know, and you have something for your DJ set that nobody else has, or you can put something on YouTube and SoundCloud that's going to get a lot of more accidental, like cold traffic to your page just because somebody yeah. type in Kung Fu Fighting Remix. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, dubstep remix. Nice. Yeah. Who's this Luke Brain exactly. guy? I don't know. <laughs> but I'll follow. Yeah, exactly. One yeah, that's uh, such a good model, too, especially if you're, you know, still trying to learn production and uh you know you're mainly djing like i'd highly suggest just doing a bunch of tracks like that put the Mm -hmm. ego to the side of it realize that a lot goes into making a track like that and you can still have a lot of fun making songs that are going to get an amazing reaction and have a blast doing it if uh you know you set the full originals to the side and you start doing more mashups remixes flips bootlegs all that kind of stuff yeah Dude, honestly that's how i started getting interested in production in, like at all like i literally had like a little newmark mix track mixer and i like learned how to dj on it and then i you know would just mash songs up and record them in virtual dj 
And, you know, then like, obviously you're like, oh, this is cool. So then you play it and people are like, oh, this is sick. Did what is this? And I'm like, oh, I just like through these two songs. Ago, like, oh, you made this? This is sick. And then you're like, huh. Maybe I should, maybe I should try to, maybe I should get Ableton and try that thing. <laughs> and then you do. Uh, and then you become addicted. Yep. Exactly. It's funny. And I kind of find yourself not having fun. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. That's what <laughs> it you got to have these the first remix. These, these, not even once. You got to go back to the remix. You got to, you got to go back around <laughs> to the fun, easy stuff that, you know, it, it of course, we're going to do hard stuff that, you know, gets us frustrated because we're pushing our boundaries, but we don't always have to redline, you know, it's not always about driving around at 6,000 RPM just because your fucking meter goes there. Sometimes right. just coasting along at 2.5 gets you where you're going just the same. Mm. 205 still pretty quick. I'm at 2.5 uh, thousand RPMs. 2,500 2, RPMs. RPMs. Yeah, whatever. Whatever I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. You know, you yeah. know what I mean. I mean, you're not you're not idling, but you're you know you're doing the amount of effort yeah. necessary to keep going at high speed with the, the least effort. There's a concept called minimum effective dose, and it's used a lot in medication or like fitness this and is, working out. Like you have literally stumbled upon my philosophy to life. Yeah, it is. It is. Basically, the most overarching way to win is do the least amount of work possible to get the maximum result every time. A great, great example is like, you know, school. Like if you have a class and they're like, the homework is worth 60%, the tests are 20 and this is like, then you're like, okay, so if I do all the homeworks, I'm basically there. And then I wouldn't really have to study for the test because I already got that. So then I just need enough to get that. You know, but like you're not you're not shooting for anything less than an A. Like if you accomplish all that shit, you get an A. And then like don't do anything else. Like don't don't put too much effort into something else. You know, like that's just kind of a, a quick example of like how you could and if you do that repeatedly, it means you can get more A's across all of your classes rather than like, you know, just get an A in this one. And then others sink because you you diverted too much time into the others. Just do the minimum amount required to get the best result. So how about that Rip Kenny album, eh? That's considerably <laughs> more. That is the minimum effort. Yeah, yeah that's, that's also where my no, mind. No, I mean, <laughs> I this wish is my life philosophy. Except on the thing I'm mostly surrounded. Well, actually, my whole even life. though like it actually is true though. Like I will, I will try and take shortcuts and shit. And like when you're doing a rough thing like you don't put that much time into it but then like the minimum amount required to get the best result goes up as you like set your bar higher right so you're still that accomplishing that but you just have a higher minimum yeah no so. i feel you on that i've kind of changed my my like draft you know how i do my drafts of songs from earlier this year where i would like try and get to as many drafts as I could get some more feedback, send it to another homie or a mentor and get some feedback, do another draft, do another draft. And then I realized like, man, I don't even want to hear any of these songs anymore. Cause I've heard them yeah. so many times and changed them so many times. I don't even know what, what they mean to me. And now mm -hmm. I'm more on like, okay, like write the song when I feel it and then let it sit for a week, really like figure out like what I feel about it. Like which parts, do I really definitely like? Which parts do I definitely want to change? If I only hear it once and think I might want to change and never hear that again, I probably didn't need to make that change. 
but yeah. you know, Dude, if, honestly, every time yeah. I listen to it, I'm like, yep, definitely got to re-record that line. Like, yeah, then but, you, then you got to re-record that line. Yeah. But that, that actually, that's a great example of when it's tough and not fun is when you're beating your head against the wall on a track. Honestly, mm-hmm. that has been a really fucking tough part of writing an album that has a story that goes along with it. Cause you have like a, you have a song that you, you love or really like parts of, and then you're like, but the, and this fits so good in the story. Like, I don't think I could write a better song, but the second drop just needs to be rewritten. Like I've found that, dude, I've had to like push myself to fucking just like, okay, you know, it's going to take longer. You're going to have to take more breaks. You're going to have to come to it two hours a day for two weeks instead of eight hours in one day. Cause you're just going to miss the point. But like you can, you can put like rewrite that second drop if you need to, like you just got to take more time to do it. Um, which I think also is a helpful reminder for when it's not fun. Like you can, you can still push through that shit and get to your desired result. You just got to be a bit more tactical with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also got to ask yourself, like, what do you want more to have fun for a few hours or to have this thing that you can take with you for the rest of your life yeah. that makes people feel some kind of way. And you know man like part of it is sacrifice too like definitely make sure the process is fun and have fun doing it but if you're trying to take it you know further than just being a hobbyist which if you're not is totally cool by the way and disregard everything i'm about to say but if you're trying to be more than just a hobbyist like guess what it's not gonna be that fun always and you might have to sell some of your fun to get what you want in return yeah. and then you'll have a lot of fun once you have that thing you know obviously don't get stuck in the the trap but like also don't get stuck in the trap of always having fun and never sacrificing any fun there's yeah and, and like the lights around. the light at the end of the tunnel is that when you do push through that thing that sucked and was not fun and you get to the end and it sounds good that feeling is fun Mm, so then you fun. come back to it and you're like you're like fuck yeah i like finally got this right after you've had 10 versions like that is also fun so you can push through it back to fun yeah but you got to push through it totally i completely agree with that the completing shit is so fun like actually yeah. being to oh my god this song is done it's coming out oh yes that feels good yeah. Getting it out in the world feels good. Like getting to play it at a show and see people react feels good. Getting to hear it over a PA bumping in a room or outdoors mm. at a festival or whatever. Just getting to hear it, see a movie mm-hmm. like that shit is fun. And it's fun yeah. to DJ for people when it's somebody else's songs that you just really like. And you're like, oh, you don't know this one, do you? And watch everybody start. Oh, yeah, it's my jam now. <laughs> right. That's fun. If you get to do that with your own song, that's like another, you know, another level. Yeah. But also, funnily enough, it is kind of sometimes the opposite. Sometimes it's, it's way more fun to just play other people's music because you play your own. You're sitting there like, is it good enough? Are they dancing hard enough? Were they supposed to dance harder or the same? Are they dancing the same? Maybe it's less. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up and, and enjoy the music. <laughs> if it's less, have I wasted all this time and gone down the wrong path for so <laughs> long? Uh it's it's definitely a risk, but like you said, the reward of actually having someone or multiple people enjoy the thing that you created, that's that's really fun. Yeah. 
that's really fun. Amen. That's a blast. Woo! Well, I guess that's how we have fun. I mean, that's... that's we don't until we do. And then you we do until again do. until we don't. In which case, then we do the don't again until we do? Couldn't have said it better myself. So accurate. <laughs> Remember what I said. <laughs> yeah, those are you can quote good. me on that. Don't you forget. Good Get words one after the other. Well, all right, humans. That's a bow on all that right. beautiful conversation. Peace out. And peace among worlds. Worlds. All right, humans. Thank you so much for being here. Highly appreciate you as always. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Human Music Pod and on other socials at The Human Music Podcast. You can hit up thehumanmusicpodcast.com or if you want links to our socials, we got some free sound packs up there as well. And remember, the song of the week is Rave Gravy, Thank You Reality, some kicking drum and bass uh, by me and the homies. And uh, those links are down below, along with links to our sponsors, The Breakthrough Workshop. That's Illgate's guide to having a breakthrough on your path to becoming a music producer. This was the first thing I ever watched of Illgate's, and it helped so much. And it was so dope, it actually convinced me to take the next step and join the producer dojo once I had learned uh, that first workshop's worth of stuff, because uh, I could tell there was so much more. Uh, part of what's more is the weekly download, where you can learn from Ill Gates and his private weekly group lessons and get access to over 250 more episodes in the archive for just 20 bucks a month. Insane deal to get so many categorized lessons directly from Ill Gates. Uh, and guest practices where you can learn from Seth Drake at the Approach Institute. He's like the best engineer we know. And your first class over there is free. Nothing to lose. Well, all right, humans. Till next week. Peace out. Peace among worlds. I like it. <laughs>